What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Listen up, hockey fans. You're in the right place. A no-hold-barred debate between two hockey fans. Stay up to date on current issues in the NHL, even the controversial ones. Welcome to The Debate Hockey Podcast with your host, Brad Baroud. It's time for the Debate Hockey Podcast, episode 29. Tonight on the show, we'll talk about the NHL draft, who are the winners, who are the losers, what players went higher than expected, and what players went lower than expected. Then we'll dive into the Calgary Flames, Carolina Hurricanes, blockbuster trade that took place Saturday during the draft. And then we'll talk trades and free agency. What will happen in the coming weeks if we get a free agency period? I'm Brad Sue, joined alongside co-host Blake Friars for another edition of the Debate Hockey Podcast. InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com Topic number one in the debate tonight. Let's talk NHL draft. And who are the winners? Who are the losers? Who are the players picked higher than we expected? And uh, who are some of the guys that fell maybe a little lower than, than it was expected as a whole? Um, I thought the draft was fairly entertaining. Kind of mm-hmm. lacked some excitement. I, want, I I expected more trades. I expected more movement. What did yeah. you think, Blake? Yeah, I, I also expected more trades. You know, uh, with the with the draft being defense heavy in the, in the top 10, I thought there would have been some teams that moved down. Um, a team like Montreal maybe moved down. Um, but this draft really confused me. Um, There's a lot of off-the-board picks. I mean, the first two are, were, were locked, set in stone. Dalene was going to Buffalo. Sveshnikov was going to Carolina. And then there was a wild card with, with Montreal. Are they going to take a chuck? Are they going to take a Kotenemi? Are, are they going to trade their pick? And... And they ended up making, I think, is, which is a safe pick. They, they took the best center in the draft. He's not going to be ready for two to three years, but uh, Montreal desperately needed a, a number one future, number one center, and, and I think they got that guy at number three. And they may. It's just a, it's a risky pick in my mind. It is. Um, well, Especially with, when uh, you have when a you GM got, that's on yeah. the hot seat bigger than life. It's a, well, that's why it's I think he made that pick. But, that's why I think he know. made that pick, though, because, well, because he you know, he's feet. Well, he's feeling the heat. He needs a number one center. Like I, I, I don't know, but but yeah, I but don't you but, don't you. But pe- wait, if but, you're feeling the heat, though, don't you pick the safe pick? It takes Zadina yeah. and get a guy Z- that can be in Z- your roster quicker, much more. Z- quick. Zadina or Kachaki. I mean, you can't go wrong with either of them. But um, I, I don't know. This first round was just it, it was it was pretty cool to watch, and you know, Arizona just threw a complete curveball at everybody they and took, do. <laughs> took took barrett hayton uh, from the sioux st marie greyhounds and then that everyone went into a panic because you know all of a sudden De- detroit was taken as a defenseman and all of a sudden zadina fell under their laps now they can't trade a defenseman that means quinn hughes falls down because detroit detroit probably takes quinn hughes at six because he's a michigan boy and so, and so- vancouver scrambles but you know that, that fifth pick put everybody in a scramble. So let's say let's say Kachuk doesn't go fourth to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Do you think Arizona takes him? 
Or were they dead set on Hayden? <laughs> I, I I think they were dead set on Hayden. I mean, listening to their GM's uh, interview after the pick, they, they really liked the guy, and, you know, that was his go-to guy. Um, but I don't know. Like, when, I still when you're, think they take when, Kachuk. I do. When, There's when Arizona ties, and I, I don't know, but I guess that's – we, yeah, but what, what, we can speculate all we want on that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I, I really, really like Vancouver's pick at seven. Uh, they get an offensive defenseman. He's a bit small, but in today's day and age, uh, you don't really need to be big anymore. Uh, the game has gone smaller, a lot faster. Uh, Vancouver's needed an, an offensive demand for quite some time now, and and uh, Quinn Hughes and Ole Ulevli are going to be are going to be good for the, for the Canucks down the down the stretch in the future. So what's your thought on 14 defensemen going in the first round? Does that surprise you? Or, or are general managers starting to figure out that, hey, well, you gotta build, we, we, you got to build, build from the back end? You, you do got to build from the back end. And it starts – defense wins championships. I believe that. I've I've always believed that. Um, that's how you win championships is a, is a good, solid decor. And then you, and then you branch out. You, you know, you draft your wingers, your centers after that. But – it doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, I, I knew this is going to be a defense-heavy first round, 14, like you mentioned, uh, a record, an NHL record for the most in the first round. Um, but yeah, there, there's just some great, great D-man in this in this draft. Dalene, uh, you got Hughes, Boquist, uh, Bouchard, Noah Dobson. It, it, it was just stacked. So, you know, let, let's talk players. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk a couple guys. Let's talk two guys you thought went higher than expected and two guys you thought went lower than expected. Um, I'm not going to say Coton Emmy because that, I think Montreal was dead set on taking him there. But um, Barrett, Barrett Hayden, that's, that, that's an obvious one for me. He wasn't even projected to go in the top 10, and he jumped up to number five with Arizona. Um, and and Vital Kravzikov to the Rangers uh, – I've never seen this guy. Uh, I think he was projected to go 17 in the rankings all season long. Um, that that was also a curveball for me. And you know, the, then the, then players just started dropping. But those two are for sure the the ones that surprised me. The one that stood out to me, and it, it, it's somewhat I don't want to say it's an irrelevant first round pick because it's no first round picks really irrelevant. But um, uh-huh. one that shocked me is a the U.S. high school kid from Thayer, Jay O'Brien. Projected the hockey news to be sixty first, and Philly takes them nineteenth. That that's a that's a shot in the dark there, and and when one that, that very well could pay off for them. Well, I mean, with, with Thayer Academy, you got uh, Jeremy Roenick came out of Thayer Academy, so you got some. They've had they've had a pretty good program there, and, and there've been some good players coming out of that program. So, I mean, Philly did did kind of take a shot and and hopefully they catch lightning in a bottle but i mean that could be a, a risky pick for sure well, who are who are two guys that you think went uh much later than you expected them to go oh, oh i mean can you say philip zadina i mean he was projected to go top three and he falls down to number six and actually the biggest one for me is noah dobson he fought fell all the way to 12 and i think i think the islanders Probably got one of the best defensemen in the draft at, at number 12, Noah Dobson, Memorial Cup champ with Acadia Bathurst. And um, he, he's probably the most NHL-ready defenseman, I would think, that was in the draft. And and the Islanders got a gem for sure. Uh, you know, two that kind of stood out to me, 
uh, Isaac Lindstrom was, you mm-hmm. know, in that hockey news had him in 14, and he fell to 23 to Anaheim, and then um, Bodie Wild, uh, who fell a defenseman out of the North uh, USHL uh, U.S. development, uh, he fell to 41st where the Islanders snapped him up, and um, you know, those are two that that, that that fell, I guess, further than I expected them to go, but uh, yeah. Uh, you know the draft. That's why. That's why we have it. And um, you know we can look at these projections and we can make our own projections and we can do all this. But uh, every team has their scouts out and they they do their due dil- due diligence. So I guess so maybe your, who, some of these who, shouldn't be such a big surprise. Who's your biggest winners of the draft? Uh, you know the one that one team that stands out to me is is the New York Islanders. Yeah, uh, me too. That's, me too. They probably stand out as the most obvious winner. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that, that's sometimes, sometimes skewed a little bit. And the fact that if I had to say, well, who's a loser, Blake, who do you think's a loser? I think the biggest loser well, of the draft is, isn't a player that got drafted. It's, it's Eric Carlson. Um, I, I, th- I thought, thought he was going to get moved at the draft and yeah, but we said they that ended up not... deadline too. And... Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, like, I'm what serious team? though. But but the, the way that Ottawa's going right now, you would think they they would they would in a in a a, uh, a draft that's so defensive heavy, right? You would think they would trade their best trade trade piece for a first round pick and draft a, a defenseman. Does that not make sense to you? Yeah, but you're not going to draft another Eric Carlson. No, so, I, I I get that you're not I mean, going to get an Eric Carlson, but you're going to get a good young young defenseman in the in well, the top they, ten. They they did get one. They got they could they could have they could have traded uh they could have packaged Carlson and to the Rangers and got the ninth overall pick because the Rangers had been rumored to, to be going after Eric Carlson. Yeah, and, you know I don't know what we'll talk about that in our other section, but. You know, winners. I do think the Islanders are are probably the one team that stands out to me. Um, you know, losers is pretty hard to say because you know you could say, well, Calgary's a loser. Well, they never even had a pick till the fourth round, but I mean that doesn't really make them a loser in the draft. It's so tough to call losers when we don't know who's gonna, you know, produce these kids. You know, a um, couple things that did surprise me. Um, overall, in the whole draft. You know, not just the first round, but in the whole draft, defense was heavy, and seventy yeah. defensemen were drafted, and that and that's a lot, and mm-hmm. um, that's that was interesting. Twenty nine goaltenders. Um, another stat that stood out to me was um, how many Swedish born players there were this year, and mm-hmm. how many Swedish born there were high up in the draft this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I really see that. Um, you know, things are changing a little bit in the in the. With even you know, there's less and less Canadians every year, and um, I guess you can't say that about the U.S. But um, it just that that was interesting a little bit. Well, and, the U.S. development program is is pretty much past Canadian, and and like it's it's not even close anymore. I mean, like the the, the young kids that the U.S. develops is it's it's, it's pretty damn good. Oh yeah, and I think both countries do a, a good, good job, and it, it's actually pretty cool in hockey that we have. But you know what a I mean, though, because of, of people, though, that's, that's yeah, pretty like, cool. But but Canada, you know, Canada used to be ahead of, of the curve a little bit, mm-hmm. oh, and then ahead. U.S. caught a long ways ahead. U.S. caught up to them, and now now you're seeing the U- European uh, kind of do a copycat of what Canada and U.S. are doing, and it's great to see 
um, because there's there's a lot of great players coming out of Sweden and, and the other countries. Ah, good draft. It was a lot of fun. I would have liked to see more movement, but hey, I guess we'll take what we can get. Inside Edge Hockey News. Bringing you inside the game. Topic number two on the debate. Let's talk about the blockbuster deal that took place Saturday afternoon between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting trade. Let's roll through it real quick. Calgary sends Dougie Hamilton defenseman, Michael Furland wing, and Adam Fox defensive prospect to Carolina for defenseman Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindstrom's uh, the, Lindholm. Lindholm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big deal. Kind of shook up the whole day and actually made a what was a fairly boring Saturday at the draft. Yeah, um, entertaining. Yeah, I mean, this trade is kind of ironic. I mean, Cal- Calgary's new coach Bill Peters comes over from Carolina and he gets new two familiar faces in his lineup now. But um, let's roll through the points here, Brad. Uh, Dougie Hamilton had 44 points, 17 goals in 82 games, but his plus minus was only plus one. That means he, he wasn't keeping the puck out of his net. They get a 21 year old defenseman, went fourth o- or uh, fifth overall in the 2015 entry of our fourth overall. And was it four or five? I think it was f- yeah, five, fifth overall, uh, 32 points, 79 games, 21 years old. Uh, they're they're getting a great defenseman. And Lindholm uh, gives them depth on the center. Um, I don't know if they're going to play on, on the wing or at center, um, but we'll see I that. Heard, that I, it's I a good trade. Multiple reports uh, on that, but I heard he's. I heard Bill Peters wants to play him on the wing, but we'll we'll see come training camp. Two but ways, I I like the trade. Think about that. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. let's talk about you know what, let's talk about each player in this yeah. deal, and mm-hmm. let's talk about who Calgary gets first. And we'll let's start let's start with Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Um, young player, 44 points. Like we said, he's 23 years old. I like what he brings. Um, a lot of people in Carolina said uh, his talent level left them wanting more. Well, and, he and was. He and I think he wasn't going to sign there. No, he wasn't, and that's why he's moving on. Then that is the yeah. twist in this whole deal. Calgary yeah. does need to get both these guys signed because they are both RFAs. But reports are that both of them are happy and want to go to Calgary, so that should yeah. help the process. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lindholm, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. There's been reports that he's going to be on the wing with Monaghan and Gondreau, which would be a, a good spot for him. But just think about if they put him on as third-line center. Look uh, at this. Hear me out here. Monaghan centering line one, Backlund centering line two, Lindholm centering line three, and Jankowski centering line four. That's yeah. four big, strong Young centers. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 uh, you're building a good center core. But I, I like your point about him being a third line center. But I just I I can't see him being a third line center. He's just got he's got too much talent to be not to not be playing that much minutes. Okay, so let's wait out. Let wait out. No, no. Wait out. Um, let's look at the model. Look at the Vegas Knights. Look at the Pittsburgh Penguins. No, I, 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 How I, are they winning? I, I, I get that. They have three depth. scoring lines. I get that. I get that. But We're not the NHL who, where you have two it, scoring okay. lines. And... He, he he is a third-line center if they go out and sign James Van Reems like at the at the free agency. Because right, yeah. no, right now they have nobody to play with Monaghan so, and Gaudreau right now. It would be neat. I mean, I don't think they're going to get Van Riemsdyk. I, I don't. I'd like that. That would be great. Another guy that, you know what, and I don't have any info 
on anything happening with this. Uh-huh. But maybe Calgary should dig into this Panarin thing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Who, who the hell does Calgary have to trade for Ontario Panarin? Tell me, you tell me, you tell me what you are going to package. They don't have a first round pick next year. They, uh, like, what are they going to take a 2020 first for the guy? I doubt it. I, I don't like, know. No, you're me, not. You tell, can't give up your next first pick. Tell, tell me, tell me I, what the I, hell you're going to trade for him. I, I just, they're, <laughs> I'm not sure, but we are strong defensively. Okay, you just trade your best defensive prospects, so shoot that out the window. Well, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Adam Fox. Okay. Let's talk about him. Now, word is Calgary was extremely high on him. I think everybody's really high on him. Oh, yeah, I watched him play in World Juniors. He's good. He's just Word is is that he wasn't going to sign in Calgary. So Calgary cut bait now before they lost him for nothing. Okay, but do 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 you think that Carolina... Would say okay, he's not going to sign with you. What? What the hell? Would, well, why would he sign with us? Calgary's a better team than Carolina. Yeah, but a lot so, of guys don't want to go play in Canada. I mean, he's an American kid. He does, maybe he doesn't want to go up. That's not uncommon. That's uh, not I, uncommon. That, that is true. Good. That's, that's a good point. That's not uncommon. And 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 they're you know what? They're not letting a guy like Adam Fox go without some knowledge of this probably not happening. Yeah, that 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 is true. You just don't give I mean, away defensive prospects don't. like that. Nothing. Yeah. Now let's talk about Noah Hannafin in this deal. Um, Twenty-one-year-old defenseman who's pretty, he's just start, pretty skilled. He, he's just starting his upside here. I mean, he went his rookie year. He had he had twenty-two points, twenty-nine points, and then thirty-two points. He's getting better and better every year. But boy, um, how much is this guy going to get paid? That's the thing. They they got to find. I mean, I think Brad Trevling's one of the best general managers in the NHL, but but boy, how how much do you think this guy's worth? I, I think he's worth around four and a half, five million. Yeah, but I think if you got both these guys signed at that four and a half, five million dollar range, you're still sitting good cap wise, and you got a great crew. Yeah, I mean, but um, were were you surprised that Calgary didn't trade one of their goaltenders in this deal? No, who do they have to trade there? John Gillies. So who's going to back up next year? They don't have a backup next year. That's the problem. Well, Gillies will be the backup next oh, year. Oh, I'm talking about Carolina. Well, Carolina doesn't let, let have Let me a... tell you something. Carolina needs somebody better than Gillies. No, no, no. I'm saying they got nobody in their system goaltender-wise. Exactly. But Carolina so, is going to go get a goalie. They're going to go get a better goalie. Who? Craig Anderson's available. Craig Anderson is not going to Carolina. Why? He has a no trade clause. He wants to win a cup. He's he ain't going already there. turned in that he was requested a trade. To care? No, not to, he's not going to Carolina. Uh, says who? He's going. Uh, Where's he going to go? Uh, I I don't know. I'm just saying it's an option for them. Carolina's got to get a goalie, and it's got to be better than John Gillies. And I'm not ripping what? John Gillies, but it's got to be better than John Gillies. Let's talk about the last two guys in this deal that we haven't, and that's Michael Furland. Um, your thoughts on Furland? I like Furland. He's an energy guy. He he had he had really good chemistry with Monahan and Gaudreau. Um, you know, I really like Furland's story. I mean, you know, it, it kind of hits the heart. I, I um, love his story, but stories yeah. don't win championships. No, I know. And, I, and I, I'm I, the biggest fan of Michael Furland, but I have a problem. He lacks <laughs> consistency. 
he'll be he'll be bang on but, for but two he, weeks and then what he'll was be he non-existent for two months. What was he was he in, Mark, wasn't he an undrafted free agent though? I don't know. I know what he came I know he came out of Brandon the week came. Yeah. Um I, I don't have that information in front of me. But you know what? I mark my words. Last year he had forty one points, twenty one goals. Yeah. A career year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw my money down right now that that's his best career of best year of his well, career. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no he will doubt. Not have He's, another twenty goal season. When you're playing with Monahan and Gaudreau, you're gonna get your goals though. Exactly. That's like that's like that. That's what, that's what they're saying. So what I'm saying is the Flames aren't giving up much in Michael Furland. Well, they are. They are. To me, it's Dougie Hamilton for for. Uh, for Lindholm and Hannafin or for uh, Dougie Hamilton for Hannafin and Fox and Furlan for Lindholm. That's the way I broke it down. Oh, and, uh, I mean, you could break it down anyway, but yeah. Um, Dougie Hamilton, what's your thoughts there? I I, I think he's, he's definitely an offensive well, guy, but I, boy, I, does he struggle on the back end? I know there's some mixed emotions um, from, from a couple friends that I know that are Calgary fans. One of my friends, was a big Dougie Hamilton fan, and he was asking go. I actually told him. I actually asked him. I said, "What would you do if Dougie Hamilton got traded?" And he quoted me, and he said, "He won't get traded." The next day, I sent I sent the quote back. I said, "He won't get traded." Are you sure? And uh, but Dougie he was Hamilton pretty. He was pretty pumped. for a couple reasons. He can't. He, he, he's he's horrible I, in the corner. He's he one. Di- he's one. Di- he's one dimensional. I get that. Yep, he's absolutely. he's an offensive defenseman. He 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 was the same same way in Boston, but you know Carolina's getting a guy who's only played with two defense partners in his whole career. He's played with Zdeno Chara and Mark Giordano. That's it. Yeah, he, he, he like he. You want to know some other things about Hamilton here? Place. You know that Hamilton was the only player to skip press conferences at the end of the year and skip the uh, the post coaches yeah. meeting. Um, I I, I, I saw that. There's locker room issues. And he's been moved out of two teams now because of this. Yeah. And uh, this better be a wake-up call in his career. It just better be. I mean, he's 25. I mean, he's got a long career ahead of him. But um, I, I think this is a good trade for both teams. But I, I think I think Calgary wins his trade for sure. Yeah, I think you're, you you got to be excited if you're a Calgary fan. You know what? There's a lot of Calgary fans out there tonight that are and... upset. I've talked to numerous ones. And they're upset. They they think this is horrible, but a lot of them but just look at things look on at paper. It. And I, gotta, what I this is what yeah. I threw in their face a mm-hmm. year ago today. All Calgary fans were saying, "Wow, look at us. We're great on paper," and they mm-hmm. stunk up the joint. Yeah, things on paper don't res, don't mean your standings go up. So yeah, let's see yeah. how this one works for a Calgary, and I think it's going to go a lot better. But the but the thing is, from from Calgary's standpoint, getting Hannafin. They probably got one of the best decors in the whole NHL now. Well, don't um, say that though. No, no, so I'm, that I, I'm, I'm serious though. I'm actually serious because because you're getting a young Hannafin who's who's a good two way defenseman, right? This like this guy is ceiling is uh, he hasn't even hit his ceiling yet. He might go out and Not score. Even close. He might even score. He might go out and score 50, 50 points next year. You don't know, but Cal- Calgary's defense, you got. You got uh, T.J. Brody coming off a terrible season. He's going to have a bounce-back season, I think. Mark Giordano. Now you add Hamannick. You got Hannafin. Boy, uh, that 
that that's a strong top four in the NHL for sure. Got Valimaki coming up the shoots too. Yeah. And then and then you got that Rasmussen kid. Yep, he's Who knows? a good player. He's they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of tough decisions. And Kulak's uh, back there. Kulak's a solid I, I, third I pairing think, guy. I think Stone is the odd man out though. I don't. I like Stone. I'm a but huge fan of Stone. But but he he's getting he's getting almost four million bucks I'm in cap totally and, and, and it's gonna have to it's gonna come down to a business deal for sure. I, I'm totally good with that. I, I don't know. I this is tough. You know, we can sit and call winners and losers of this trade, but boy, I sure like what it does for the Calgary Flames. Inside Edge Hockey News, faking the slapper and going top shelf. Topic number three on the debate. This is going to be a wild section here. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about some trades that have happened. We're going to talk about some guys that are available or talked about in trade rumors. And then we're going to quickly roll through the free agents and kind of update what we talked about last podcast there. Um, We better get going. Let's fire away. Sure. So trades. Uh, mm-hmm. Grubauer goes to Colorado and signs today too with Colorado. Yes. So what's your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, he signed three years. Um, we're 3.33 uh, mil per year. I really, really like this trade for Colorado. You're getting a 26-year-old goaltender um, who was probably one of the best backups in the NHL. He had a 2.3 goals against average. He was 15-10. and 10 with a 9.23 save percentage to go along with three shutouts. And remember, this was the Capitals' guy at the start of the playoffs over Braden Holpe. So the, the Capitals were pretty high on this guy. Um, and, and, you know, well, they, they've had – I, I, like I, I like this trade a lot because Colorado is getting a, a good starting goaltender for cheap. They didn't have to give up, what, a second-round pick? This was genius for Colorado. Colorado's oh, got a great goaltender now. A really good goaltender. And you know yep. what? Washington accomplished what they needed to. Yeah, it, it was up. a win-win for both teams. Yep. They freed up cap space because guess what? They're going to the sign John Carlson now. He's yeah, not yeah. going anywhere. No. Nope. So we're going to nope. see him in Washington. And um, both teams win this because, you know, Varlamov is not the answer in Colorado. I think we learned that. And and Grubauer, I think, is because Grubauer is solid. And a very well-respected uh, backup in the National Hockey League, and actually proved his worth as a starter this year in Washington. Yeah, and he's played a hundred. He's played a hundred games in the NHL, and he's got a two-two goals against average. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. Let's uh, let's talk some trade bait here real quick, and we'll we'll roll through these fairly fast, and we'll start with some of the lesser guys. And um, I'm going to throw out a name, Blake. You give me your opinion on what you think will happen, and then we can maybe argue about it a little bit. But um, Jeff Skinner in Carolina, do you think he's coming, going, staying? What, what's happening um, with uh, Jeff Skinner? I think Jeff Skinner was going out west until Ilya Kovachuk signed um, today. And I think that kind of threw a curveball into um, Carolina's plans. And then they shifted and, and, and made that trade with Calgary. I think that was the next, that next step after that. But I think Jeff Skinner will be on the move. I don't think it's going to be out West now. Maybe he goes to the sharks after they've freed up some cap in that, in that, uh, in that vodka uh, trade. Sam, but Sam I, I don't know. Is supposedly making a, a big, uh, uh, big bid at Tavares. So I, I, I don't know about that. I, I just can't see them doing that. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't either myself, but um, I, I don't know. I don't really have a beat on what I think will happen with Skinner. Do I think he'll be in Carolina next year? No. Um, 
I wouldn't. Now I'm throwing out a complete flyer here. Uh huh. Would he not maybe fit in Montreal? I mean, he would. I mean, he's a center. He's a winger. I mean, but, but I what is know. Montreal? What's Montreal going to give up for that though? <laughs> they got to get some guys, so they got to be willing to give up something here. Montreal yeah. has to make some moves. They have to. I don't know. That's just a thought. I, I'm not. But the, did, did you did you see the did, did you see here? I'm just did you see the I, rumors of that Max Pacioretty was almost dealt to the Sharks today at the draft? Yeah, but you know what? I I talk, I don't know. I think there was a lot more talk there than action. Obviously, because nothing happened. Yeah. Pacioretty is on the move. That's let's talk him. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen though. I don't think. I think you know what. I think everybody in Montreal thinks they're going to get a king's ransom for uh, Patchetti because he's not not the not anymore. You're not the Canadians. I don't no, think you're no. going to get that much for him. You would have got lots. You would have got lots from that last year's deadline because you they would have got a year and a half of control for him. But now they're not going to get they're not going to get much from him at all. I don't think. I don't think but, they're going to get much either. But I mean, he he came off of the worst year of his career. He had 17 goals, 37 points in 64 games. Um, I, I think he's going to return to his form, uh, which is a, a 30 goal scorer in the national hockey league. I think Montreal will be really stupid to, to trade a guy like this unless he's not going to resign there. If he gets, if he gets, ver- if, if he gives the Montreal Canadiens verbal that and he's not going to resign, he, he, he's, uh, he wants to walk. Then, then you go ahead and explore, uh, a trade for Max Pacioretty. But I think Montreal keeps him because they're just too thin up front. Another guy, Phil Kessel. Um, he's been talked about a lot lately. Oh, stop, and, stop, stop. Uh, Phil Kessel's not going anywhere. I, I don't think he is either. He's not. Like, uh, p- people, okay, yeah, he, he he has a bad relationship with Sullivan. I call bullshit on that because. No, I don't. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And you know what? I hear, Here's what I think. It's I think a bunch I, of it's I, a bunch of talk, though. Like, if, if Jim Rutherford, truth. Jim Rutherford or Sullivan would have came out publicly and said so. No, they would not. You, they would not sell their player out and come out and say that the coach and our one of our best players don't get along. They are okay. Well, come out in the okay, but, but okay, if there was a problem, there would there would have been a trade already. Hundred and twenty percent, there would have been tough. a trade. It's tough to trade a guy when he's putting inputs for you. Here's the deal. Why, why uh, would you, here's the deal? Why would why just would listen. you trade a guy like just that listen. though? Just listen. I think Phil Kessel has been a complete pain in the ass everywhere he's been. But teams are willing to swallow it and keep him because you know what? He scores 40 goals. You just said it. That's why they swallow it and keep him. But he was a pain in the ass in Boston, and he was a pain in the ass in Toronto. Okay, but that's unfair to say that he's a pain in the ass in Toronto because the media swallowed him alive. He didn't deserve that. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I think he is. I, I think oh. he's a pain in the ass. But you know what? When he's doing and producing, teams you don't look. You don't, it's no. hard to trade a guy like that. It is. But I'm just saying that that's my that's my opinion on it. Now rolling into two more guys. Well, let's talk three more guys for trades real quick. Let's roll through them quickly. Panarin is he going anywhere or not? I don't think he is. It, it, it depends what kind of offers you get from 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 Columbus. I mean, you don't trade a a guy that just had eighty two points in eighty one games, and he's 
and he's 26 years old. Unless you're getting a king's ransom and you're getting two or three good prospects for this guy, you're not trading him at all. You don't you don't trade on Terry Panarin. No, but he's got to want to play the for only, you too. The, the only reason why he got traded from Chicago we because they they wouldn't be they Cap couldn't space. afford they it. Couldn't afford they it. couldn't afford him. And, which which makes no sense because he he's getting six million dollars and they traded for a Brown and Sauter's making six million dollars. Kind of ironic, no? Stupid. That was stupid. Straight um, up, it just made no sense. Panarin, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. But the, the the struggle in Columbus is when you got a guy that good, you got to have a guy that good that wants to play for you. I mean, so if, if you want to cash in, you cash in. But I think they keep him. Yeah, I, I think he stays too. Um, rolling on to the next guy. Ryan O'Reilly, you know that I that I was I did a little research on this today, and I come to find out that on July first, he gets a seven point five million dollar bonus, Sa- salary bonus. Yep. Arizona's yep. very interested, from what I've heard, in Ryan so O'Reilly. Is, so, so is Montreal. But no one's going to take him now and pay that bonus. No. Because no. if you take him prior to one, you pay the bonus. Yep, I think that's going to scare a lot of teams. And, and it's going to drive his value way down, too. It's not going to drive his value down. No, it isn't. Well, right now it is. Well, right now, but after July after July 1st, that value skyrockets because this guy is one of the most underrated players in the NHL. Except for Buffalo has got to pay out $7.5 million for him. You don't you but, think they're going to want team, that back? A team like Montreal is licking their chops at this guy. I mean... Ryan O'Reilly. If they get Ryan O'Reilly, boom, you got your number one center. Oh, he's not a number for one the center. What? On Montreal, he's not a number one. Yes, wow. he is. Anybody's a number one center on Montreal right now. Well, they haven't okay, had a but... number one center since like 92, was it 91? Oh, I don't know. But I wasn't even alive back then, but I, I mean, can't say. I'm ripping on the Habs, but they deserve it because their general managers made some dumb, dumb, dumb moves. Um, Bringing in Ryan O'Reilly to Montreal would be great, but I, I don't know if these your answer is a number one, but that's my opinion. But now let's the, talk. The, the biggest guy, I think, on the trade is Craig Anderson. Um, <laughs> gold, he's the best goaltender on the market. He demanded a trade wow. from Ottawa. But but the thing is, where is this guy going to go? Oh, lots, like, of, where, lots of teams need goalies. The New York who? Islanders need a goalie. Which I could see him going there. I, I could see him going to the Islanders. I mean, there's a lot of teams. If you Maybe. really, if you drill down and look, there's a lot of teams looking for a goalie. But you know who I got a feeling the Islanders are going to get is I a goalie. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought the they, Islanders. They got to get. Well, I, did you see the Islanders were 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 uh, were, go, were a goalie. The, the Islanders were gonna were gonna trade for Grubauer, but they wanted the twelfth twelfth overall pick, and that scared the Islanders away. Yeah, but, which I, I wouldn't trade Grubauer for okay. first round pick either. Let's talk one more trade person, and then we better roll through free agents. Um, I'm getting tired of talking about this. Eric uh-huh. Carlson, what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't uh, know. Are you getting tired about this, Blake? I, I'm sick. Yeah, a little bit. I am I am a little tired of it. We, you know? we can't talk about this long. There were so many rumors about him going at the deadline last year. Nothing happened. Oh, he's going to get traded at the draft. Nothing happened. Oh, no, he's going to go July 1st. He's going to get traded. I, I, I am getting sick of this. I mean, Eric Carlson is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. There, there's so many... So many options for this guy. He has he has a modified no trade list, and and he chooses where he wants to go. 
but there's only a certain amount of teams that can afford his his uh, his uh, salary. I don't know. I, I this is like, I, mean, does, I don't does, even know if I have an opinion on it anymore. Does a team like San Jose go after Eric Carlson? Does a team like the Las Vegas Golden Knights go after Eric Carlson? I, I don't think know. They would be more likely than San Jose to land him. Yeah, they got the cap, lots of cap, lots of prospects. Cody Glass, uh, Suzuki. I don't uh, know. Like, Oh, it's tough let's, to say. Let's roll through free agents real quick here. And um, Tavares, I say he's signing in New York. I think it's going to be $11.5 million to get him is what I think it's going to be. Okay, so what What if a team, let's say a, a team like St. Louis offers this guy $12.5 million for, eight, for seven years? No. I don't know. Arthur Staples. Do, 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 I, I don't. I don't think he'll be greedy, because I think he's a very loyal person. But with the moves that the Islanders have made, they brought in Barry Trotz, Lula Morello's in there. They they just drafted. They had a very good draft, and uh, I I think he's going to stay there too. I, I do. I just think he's going to stay there. There is reports now from Arthur Staple of the Athletic that five teams are, are meeting with are him. Are meeting yeah. with him, and that's Toronto, San Jose. Dallas, Tampa Bay, and the Golden Knights of Law are of Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Vegas has a shot. I don't think Tampa has a shot. I don't think Dallas does, and I don't think San Jose. I don't think any of those it, five have a shot. It's down. I think I. You know, I think it's down to two teams: Toronto and the Islanders. And I think I think one of those two teams. That's where Tavares is going. Maybe Here's Montreal. The deal though. Maybe, maybe Montreal. Oh, Montreal's not even in the talk. Here's the deal, though. That, that, that could, they could be a wild card in the talk, so. Here's the deal, though. If you're Toronto, mm-hmm. and you've got to give up $11.5 million, and I'm just using that as my my bar that I, I think he will be. I don't think he's a 12-5 McDavid. I think he's an 11-5. And that's yeah. how good I think he is. Do you Are you willing to, to take that much of the salary for John Tavares when you've got to sign – all these guys, you got to sign Austin Matthews and all these guys. Do you have room for that? Uh, I mean, do you uh, have room to build a team? They got they got twenty four million dollars in cap this year. Okay, I know. But what not... happens when Matthews gets paid? What happens okay, when Delander gets paid? But listen, listen here. Hear me out. James Van Riemsdyk's not coming back. No, I know. Bozak that. Bozak's not coming back. Blakanix is not coming back. They don't have to sign anybody this year, and next year is the big is the big ticket. You got to sign Mitch Marner, Awesome Matthews, William Nylander next year. And how right? much okay. is that? Uh, I'm, I, if I was thirty, 30 million, bro, not a chance, and not a chance. Twenty six then? Twenty, probably uh-huh. twenty, probably well, Ma- twenty. I bet probably you Matthews 20. gets eleven Matthews, five. Matthews will get ten. Matthews okay. Matthews will get ten. Honestly, I think they trade Nylander. Nylander is is the odd man out. If they get Tavares, Nylander's out the door next year. But you got to remember though, they still don't have anybody on defense. Oh, that I think I think they're going to I think they're going to go out and sign and sign sign a defenseman this year. But if they go after Tavares, they won't be able to afford to. What what, what about 
They they might. Who knows? But I, I, Kyle Dubis is a cap genius. Well, he's gonna have to be. He, he knows what he's doing with, with with analytics and money and and stuff like that. So I, I think he'll find a way to get it done. But so Howard, let me ask you this question. They're gonna they're gonna take a hard run at Tavares. Let me ask you this question: How do you replace? If you're willing to give up Nylander, how are you going to replace losing Bozak, Van Riemsdyk? What are you going well, to do with Komarov? They, they, they got... What are you going to do with him? I wouldn't bring him back. Okay, so where are you going to replace all well, these points? You got, you got Kasperi Kapanen, who's okay. who's a re- really solid player. And you're going to have to sign him in a, in a, couple, in a year. Timothy Lilligren might be ready to come up on the back end from the AHL. He had a good, he had a good year. Um, you know, um, and then they obviously, well, are you going to sign Jay Gardner again? Well, he's not a free agent. He is at the end of next year. Next year. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> are you going to, they, they, they got, saying, they, they, they have, Tavares, they have, they have, they have, they have Andres Johnson, who, who is a, who is a dynamite lit it up in the AHL this year. He, he's probably going to crack the, he's probably going to be the third line center next year. They they got they had pieces in the in their system that can come up and play next you year. You want to know something funny though? They're still paying one point two million to Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, which is I, which just, is which is genius well, because I'm they shedded saying. they shedded fourteen million dollars no, with Benoff and, and Kessel with only paying one point two million bucks. Uh, it, they they did a great job. They did a great that's job ge- with that. That's genius. But I'm just saying that this is going to be more of a balancing act in Toronto if they get Tavares than you think. I think he's staying on the island. Let's move on to the next free agency. Yep. John Carlson, I think he's staying in Washington. You agree? Yeah. Uh, James oh, yeah. Van Riemsdyk, I don't know. I think he. Can I go still, on. I still think he's going to Calgary. I, I really do. Do you? Calgary needs that big body, and that he would be a perfect fit with Monahan and Gaudreau. I think Boston's going to make the biggest pitch for him. You think so? I do. How about Paul Stastny? My going gut, back, going my back gut says Louis. He, that he they figure a way in Winnipeg. I don't know why. I just I don't, well, it's probably going to cost Jacob Truba to get sign him. Well, uh, maybe Mike Green. I I, I think he I think he stays in Detroit. I don't know. He's not going to Washington. He could go to Toronto. That is that is a good fit for for the Leafs. It so, really is. So I know. They, but so what do they sign him at? He's making six million right now. He ain't getting six million. Not a chance. Well, he's thirty-two. He's not. He shouldn't. But you know how these I, guys are. Oh, James mean, Neal. Where's he going? Phew, James. He ain't going back to Vegas. I don't think they resign him. Um. Maybe a, maybe a team like uh, – I'm trying to think here. Um, it, I, I could see the Islanders maybe going after him, to be honest. I don't know. I haven't thought about that one. There's been so much talk about these other guys. I haven't dove into the James Neal thing. But you know what? Free agency is fun. And next <laughs> show, um, we'll really dive into free agency on our next show. The, the final yeah. show of the year will be our 30th episode. And we'll uh, we'll dig into that in the nep- next episode and really drill down on if there's any trades between now and then and and uh, and who's gonna go where in free agency? I think I think there will be a lot of trades leading oh. up to to the because Don't there's say gonna be that every time we no, say that. No, we no, no I, honestly, I truly think there is because 
X team is going to say, I need to free this much money to go after this guy. And that, like, I, I think there's going to be a lot of contracts moved. It'll be, it'll be fun. It's always a fun time. It's time for three questions. All right, Blake, another edition of three questions. Uh, let's fire away and let's roll through them quick. Number one. What was the highlight of the NHL awards show for you? Uh, definitely not that botch magic trick on the Selkie. That was that was not the highlight. I think the highlight was. Um, I really like the humble Broncos tribute. I mean, Darcy Hogan's wife going up there and accepting that award, and with all the humble Broncos survivors up there, um, it was really really fun fun to see them come together and and uh it was it was pretty sad stuff but the the nhl awards is almost like it was it was full of tragedies which 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 made me really upset but i i really like that humble tribute uh you know i couldn't agree with you more and that was my favorite also but i'm gonna give some advice to the national hockey league mm-hmm. this is a sport full of good stories yep all over Positive ones, negative ones, but there is a lot of good that happens in the sport of hockey. Mm-hmm. So, instead of focusing on the cheesy garbage that they always do at the award show, yeah, let's focus on the good stories. People yeah. want to see that. People yeah. feel good when they see that. So, focus on that. Mm-hmm. Moving on to question two. Ilya Kovalchuk signs with the Los Angeles Kings today, or yesterday, excuse me. <sighs> Will he work out in L.A.? Good move for the Kings or bad move? Terrible move. He's 35 years old. The guy the guy won't be able to keep up in that division. Connor McDavid's going to be blowing by him every single game. And at $6.25 million, are you kidding me, for three years? Absolutely ridiculous signing. That was a desperate move. And that is going to bite them in the ass. I completely agree. Question number three and final question. What should Mike Hoffman do to save his reputation? Oh, I, uh, uh, break up with his wife? I don't know. <laughs> it's not his wife. That's the, you know what? Break that up with your fiance? Really, really, really. <laughs> Stupid I don't know. thing of this whole thing is no, I, that's it's, not, that, even I, it's not even his fault. It's it's not even his fault. Like it's it's huh. like what do you, what do you want the guy to do? It's not like like you know what you do. You really want to break up with the love of your life? I mean, I mean that sucks. I mean, you know what, you lose. I don't know what he does. You got to be a better judge of character. And if your girlfriend is tweeting ridiculously horrendous and stupid stuff like that, you need to look at her and go, huh, I can do a lot better than you." And move yeah. on. Yeah. Because there's a uh, lot of fish that's in the sea. Honestly, that's the only way to do it is just to break up with so his fiance. it shows me that he's being stupid by yeah. not doing that. <laughs> and you know what? This seriously could jeopardize his career. Which is which is unbelievable, terrible, because this guy's one of the best snipers in the NHL. But he can save it. He can save it. You know what? Get rid of the her. Kick her to the curb. Go yeah. down in Florida. And play some hockey. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I would do. That's 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 a simple way to save his career. Show the hockey su- world that you're suck- a player. It sucks to say it, but I don't know that. Well, no like, woman's worth losing your hockey career over. I can oh, tell you that. Not not a chance. So not wake chance. up. 
Yeah, wake up is right. Wake up. Inside Edge Hockey News on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Google+. Get connected. Thanks for listening to the Debate Hockey Podcast. Check out InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com for all your hockey news. Follow us on all forms of social media. And make sure you download the debate on your favorite podcast. Check us out on Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeart, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Free agency now hits full swing. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our final episode of the season. As we head into the summer months, it'll be episode number 30. And in that episode, we'll preview free agency, talk about trades that have happened, and any other hockey news that's going on. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Debate Hockey Podcast with your host, Brad Baroud. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit InsideEdgeHockeyNews.com and on Twitter at InsideEdgeHockey and Facebook at InsideEdgeHockeyNews. We'll catch you next time. This has been a production of Inside Edge Hockey News Radio, copyrighted and distributed by the Inside Edge Hockey Media Group.